Good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Insights with Latrice. I am so happy you guys have joined me, whether it's Facebook Live, excuse me, or my podcast. I'm just glad you're with me. Um, we have another awesome topic and we have some awesome guests. I'm just going to say, I like these people. They're two of my, fa one, two of my favorite. I have a couple more, but um, my daughters are here. My 16 year old Leia and my 14 year old Naomi. And so we're really going to get into some good conversation, but you know, I got to take care of business before we do anything. Um, one thing I want to say about Leia, she actually is the brains, her and um, Olivier, my husband, behind producing Insights with Latrice. So um, for those that are watching via Facebook Live, you might see her kind of lean over because she's um, doing a couple of different functions, right? Mm -hmm. But um, she definitely is um, all in this. and. I'm glad that they're here. I'm glad that we're going to have real, real conversation, right? Real good. But um, I need you guys to make sure that you're following me. Make sure on on the podcast on Spotify, Google or Apple that you have downloaded Insights with Latrice so that you can have access to any of my um, older episodes, even gosh, back a couple years ago. So um, oldie but goodies. And then um, also follow me on Instagram. Also, I'm thinking, so we're on Facebook Live and um, YouTube. So we, I have a page there. And so I think that's it, right? Anywhere else? Twitter. Twitter. Oh, I always forget Twitter. Yes, I'm, I'm working this out. You know, they keep me in check. So this is good. Um, hey, Karen. Hey, Brittany. Brittany's my oldest, my 26-year-old. I like to say 26, that I have a 26-year-old because typically the response is, no way, no way. Yes way, yes way. Um, <laughs> they think I'm a nerd, but that's okay. Hey, Nicole. Hey, beautiful. I'm glad you guys are joining. Please, if you're listening, um, definitely hit the like button, the heart button, um, so that Facebook Live knows that we are talking about something. And share. Hey, Tara. Auntie Tara just joined. Yay. And so um, I think we're going to get started. This, this is no joke. We are really living in some serious times. I mean, first we were hit with COVID-19. Actually, we went on lockdown the week of spring break for you girls, right? Yes, yeah. And so how that's been what 15, 16 weeks about somewhere yes. around there. Yeah. Hey, Karen. Hey, Kanisha, that's my baby. Um, and so that was big, right? And we talked mm -hmm. through that and we've worked through that and it's become um, just a lifestyle. We've made our adjustments. We've, we've, work through it. We, we've done a lot of baking, yes. <laughs> a lot of TikToks. I'm sure you guys have seen that. And now, boom, we're hit with <clears throat> all of this racial injustice. But it just didn't start. Mm -hmm. It's been going on. There's just a, um, a focus now because there's not a lot of movement in the world. So we're having to face this. And the one thing that I know personally for me, I've had to cut ties with people because racism is nothing <clears throat> that you can compromise. Um, do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I have friends that don't, um, we don't agree with everything, but racism is not going to be one of them. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean, ladies? I think that um, it's just something you do or you don't. You're you're with me or you're not. You don't have to understand. You don't have to go with what I've gone through or go through as a black woman. But I do need empathy and support. I need you to be curious during this time. Um, I think that's what's so important right now. And last week I had Olivier on 
And I've been on several different podcasts talking about race relations and all that. And, you know, the girls actually um, asked to be on because they wanted to lend a voice and wanted to let people know how they feel and what's going on. Because let me tell you, let me, let me lean in. Hey, Katrina, this, this generation right up in here and my um, 10 year old, my 20 year old and my 26 year old, they're not playing at all. Okay. They're not scared. There, it's it's not going to be like it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. You're they're not scared. They don't have the fear. Um, the voice is there. I'm sorry. Is that so? That's my ten year old. Sorry. Um, and so with that said, um, they wanted to talk about it. They wanted to communicate. So here we go. We're gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you guys some questions. I want you to be authentic. I want you to be honest. Um, For those of you who have friends who have children their age, older, younger, the thing about it is you can't get around this. Mm -hmm. You know, you cannot. And one of the things that my white sisters and brothers have been texting me, inboxing me, emailing me um, are questions questions about the whys. Like, for instance, I've had the white privilege question. What does that exactly mean? Why does it have to be white privilege? Because it is. I mean, if you think about the way the system has been created to cover and protect white people, it doesn't mean we're mad at you. You were born into it. However, you have to acknowledge it and know how to use it for good. Right. So it's those things that we have to talk about. But more importantly, I was talking to my girlfriend and we were just talking about what we're going to do for the summers to keep them off of the phone and and technical devices and stuff, um, tech devices. And she was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to let my kids just go up the street to the pool. And I said, I can't do that. I have to be with them at all times. I have to make sure if they walk into Quick Trip, I'm there because these little black girls may be accused of something. So I have to be the eyes and ears, which brings me to a point, and I'm going to get to you guys, but I just kind of have to um, build, you know, this platform. Mm We'll see things, and, and Olivia and I have sat down and talked with you, your dad and I, about what what it's going to look like moving forward. Mm-hmm. We love everybody, right? That is who we are. But it doesn't mean we fool with you anymore. <laughs> because silence is agreement. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to be comfortable if you can't take a stand of support, but you want my child to come over and spend the night or just come over for a birthday party. No, we're not doing those things because I can't trust if you have a racist um, uncle or brother or something that comes over and tries to mess with my daughter. Let me, wait a minute. Do I need to get over this way? We're going to have problems. We're, we're going to have... I'm coming for all y'all, every generation. Do you you know what I'm saying? Just real talk, and and that's just what it is. But let's let's get to talking. So first of all, tell me in your own words, how are you girls feeling about this? Everything that's going on. <clears throat> who wants to start? <laughs> well, this is something that um, definitely has affected me as a person because it's something I'm very passionate about. I don't deal with any kind of discrimination. And that's why, um, as my career, I want to be a civil rights attorney and fight for all discrimination. Uh, But for me, this touched me more because I am black. I live this every day. I'm only 16 and I've experienced racism a lot in my life, just everyday school. So it's definitely um, changed me. And I feel like since I'm older, I'm learning more um, 
and then I know this is what I want to do. So it's, I'm researching more, I'm getting more involved, I'm speaking out. And so this has, I've, I feel like I've grown up in these mm-hmm. past few weeks. I've matured, okay. and especially in this area. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I would say personally for me, it's opened my eyes because yes, I'm black, you know, yes, I, you know, there's always been little things that we've had to work extra hard for because of our skin color, but I feel like now that it's all over social media, it's a big deal now, yeah. um, you can't get away from it. You can't hide, like you can't not be exposed to this. Okay. So tell me, how are you conversating with your white friends? I'm not. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So okay. I'm not gonna say I'm not. Um, if they approach me about it, then yes, let's have a conversation about uh-huh. it. Uh huh. If you have some questions, I'm happy to answer. Now, if you're trying to go against me and tell me all this stuff that goes against Black Lives Matter, then I'm not going to fool with you. I'm just gladly let you know where I stand, and then we're done because I don't play about racism. But like, if they don't, if they haven't said anything to me about it, if they're just doing what they do, then I'm just okay. Okay. I'm, I'm watching. So tell me this: talking. if they're not supporting you. Is that an end to the relationship, to the friendship, or if they are quiet? Yes. So do you at least take an opportunity, and and I'm just asking, we're just talking real. Do you take an opportunity to say, hey, where are you? Well, no. um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, here's the deal. Just real talk. Here's the deal. Um, Our generation is always on social media. There's no way you don't see what's going on. Okay. So if you are silent, if you are quiet, you're not saying anything, then that's when I have a problem because you're choosing to ignore it. Okay. And then on top of that. Wonder if they don't know what to say. Well, Well, silence is agreement. You've always told us that. So you you can at least repost something. We all know how to do that. Okay. Yeah. And if they're disagreeing, then or if they just don't understand. Because, you know, some people might not understand, and I don't expect them to. But after I inform you, and then you still choose to just be silent, then that's when it is. Mm-hmm. What can you tell white parents who are like, I don't know what to say to my white kids about what's going on? How? What would you say? How do you tell them what to tell their kids? I would tell them just to be honest. Like you can't, Okay. Well, especially if they're teenagers, they already know somewhat, so you can't really sugarcoat anything. Like, this is reality. You um, have privilege, and you need to know that you do and fight for those who don't. So mm. they just have to be honest, let them know, because racism is taught at the end of the day. So they people aren't just born racist. So in order for them not to be, you have to educate them, let them know on where you guys stand as a family and how to go about So I know that I've had many conversations and this comes from Midwest friends, East Coast friends, West Coast friends, where I have been providing information that they didn't know that you don't get in the history Mm -hmm. books. Something as simple as um, the Oklahoma Black Wall Mm -hmm. Street. Okay, so many of my white sisters and brothers had no clue. So what do you tell a white parent? How do you tell them to go get educated? You tell them, just go get educated. <laughs> yeah, this is not a time for sugar Yeah, that, that's the thing. You, okay. you shouldn't want to keep them protected or hidden okay. under this umbrella because then things won't change. If you truly believe that this is unjust and you want to make a difference, then don't hide it from them because it'll make them so uncomfortable that they'll want to change. Yes, I agree. And... I feel like with our generation, we work so quick to cancel people. We're so quick to call somebody else. So I think that's why we're just saying, like, tell them. Yeah. Because in this time, we always try to, you know, dress it up and all pretty. I feel like that's why we struggle so long because we've always just been so forgiving. Like, okay, okay, I don't want to push it too far. Okay. So at this point, no, like, there's, we're going to push it. Yeah, we're done. So do you feel pressure in the school system where we live, which is predominantly white? Mm-hmm to hide or shrink yourself as a black Congolese. Listen, make sure you add Congolese to it, right? They don't play with that. They are Congolese. Um, 
do you shrink yourself? Because like I see now, sometimes you guys hair straight. Sometimes we have these Afro puffs, right? Which I Googled the other day and it was under um, unprofessional hairstyles. I said, what in the sand seal is that? But anyway, how do you feel about that? Do you try and fit the norm or fit um, the nice black girl that they're not really scared of or, you know, or are you who you are? I am who I am because my mentality is if they don't like you so what? This is if if this is not their norm, make it their norm. Period. What's left to say? Well, okay, so you say that. Okay. And, okay. Um, <clears throat> I'll admit that I didn't start off at that point. Okay. I came from even though I transferred um, to first grade there, um, I came from a predominantly black school, so yeah. that's all I knew. Mm -hmm. So when I came over here and it's like, oh, wow, uh, there's only five black kids in my class. Okay. It's like, okay, well, let me let me see what she's doing. Let me let me try to act like that. So I try to mm. I did try to fit the norm, but as I got older and I realized like, hey, this is this is not Leia, like this is not me. This is I'm trying to be like her. I'm trying to be like her, and I had to realize in myself and build on my self esteem, build on my self worth, and be okay not having friends, not mm -hmm. being like everybody else, and being unique. Okay, and you guys are very voice. You have a strong voice. Mm -hmm. um, you fight for injustice mm -hmm. um, at school because um, we've been up to the school because, um, but. My thing is, Olivia and I have taught you, you have to stand mm -hmm. in your beliefs and in your convictions, right? It's very important. Stand for something or you'll fall okay. for yeah. anything. And so we're real passionate, even before all of this came up. Mm -hmm. You know, they know us in the school system. My kids are very vocal when um, a teacher seems to stereotype or try mm -hmm. to lump them in a certain category especially this one i won't point um because her, um she, yeah and so with that um but i think that it is important it's good like you said you're going to be a civil rights attorney and so it's already in them um and so your blackness so were you ever teased by your your afro puffs or are your big lips you know or your dark skin or your you know how how did that feel and how did you overcome okay, <laughs> okay. Um, okay. um of course i was teased we do live in a predominantly white area so uh -huh. this is not they're not used to it most of them don't have you know uh -huh. our features so Yes, I was teased, and yes, it took a while to get over it, because it does hurt, especially okay. when you're younger, especially in elementary school. But when I got to middle school, I was just like, enough is enough. Like, And that's also when I started having more black friends. And okay. so I was more comfortable. Like, if you, there's clearly something that is, like, you are attracted to my features, because or else you wouldn't point them out. Mm. Now that was a word, mm -hmm. and that was a word right maybe there. Maybe you do want my features, and that's why you're pointing them out. Okay. So okay. I learned to embrace it. I wear lip gloss now because they used to tease me about my lips. So, because the lips gloss, you can really see them. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> Jesus, Lord, my kids. Okay. Anything to so, add to that? Um, me, like she said, my lips are huge, and I'm okay with that. I love it. That's my favorite feature on me mm -hmm. um but people always be like told you the same comments i'm just like at first i didn't understand like yeah why like what why are you so obsessed with this about yeah. me why are you so interested with my hair can i touch it why is it like that yeah. is it tangled is it how long does it take to do like yeah all these things and so but then when i saw that people were paying to get lip injections Mm -hmm. They were wearing wigs, have their hair big, doing different things. It was like, wow, like you're mad because you want this, mm -hmm. like she said. So I'm just like, and and I think even with that, just because I look different than you, 
doesn't mean it's bad. It's yes. just different because I'm not calling you out. Uh-uh. And I and I'm going to tell you at 47 years old, um, I've had um, white counterparts be like, oh, can I touch? Uh-uh. And no. I, I went to one who tried to and I said, oh, let me touch yours. <laughs> and she stopped because, you know, I can go toe to toe. Right. And I said, let me touch yours. And when I did that, her hand stopped midair and she became offended. Why? You're not the norm. You're not the norm. We're all different. Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe that your dad and I have taught you to love everyone, Mm -hmm. to embrace everyone with the love of God. Um, and what you don't understand, ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're very open. And hey, by the way, if you're watching, not so much if you're listening by via podcast, but if you are watching, if you have questions for my girls or even myself, please, please um, ask them because they will answer them. They're not scared. <laughs> but um, I, I just think that we need to educate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Constantly, we need to change those history books in the school because they're lies. They only want you to know what they want you to know. I did not know growing up um, in Tonganoxy, I just thought black people were slaves. I didn't know we were inventors. I didn't know we were entrepreneurs. I didn't know we were successful, you know. And so I remember being told, oh, for you to live out here, your ma- your dad must be a professional athlete, right? So that's the mentality. But unfortunately, that was when I was in grade school, but it's still happening. And so um, it's time. We can't not talk about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why for me, I've always been vocal on who I am who my children are, who I'm married to, which is a Congolese man. Uh, For those of you that do not know, um, that is someone from Africa, Central Africa. And and we have to continue these race conversations Mm -hmm. with our children, with the future. Um, Let me ask you a couple more things. I don't see anyone um, asking questions. I don't see anyone there. Okay. Why now, and we kind of touched on it, why are kids so passionate, especially black kids? Well, no, all kids. Why are why are you guys so passionate now, right now? Because we're the generation of change, like Leah told me earlier. Um, I no shade or disrespect to past generations, but I don't feel like you guys have the boldness that we do. <laughs> because if you did, we would be somewhere different. So wait, 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 wait. I mean, it's, it's the truth. It's it, it, it the truth. Okay. Now okay. it's our okay. chance. You know, okay. y'all did what y'all had to do or what y'all okay. thought was necessary. And now we're going to do what's necessary. Okay. And we're going to actually change something. So, but right now, everyone's up in arms and emotional. Mm-hmm. What happens a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, five years? Who can speak so, on that? This has been the biggest thing because I've always seen trends. Mm. So is this a trend? No. Okay. A couple years ago, you could call it a trend because it didn't last for long. Like we would protest Black Lives Matter and then people would just forget about it. Like, no, this is still going. This is still everyday life. Just because police officers were arrested, that doesn't mean anything. Um, in 13, they said the system doesn't need to be reformed. It needs to be reconstructed. Let me get it back in this. What? Repeat that. The system does not need to be reformed. It needs to be reconstructed. So in other words, replaced. Yes. We need to remake it, rebuild it. And that's my whole fight. I've been saying the system was designed to, is doing what it was designed to Mm do. And that's why it needs to be replaced. Mm -hmm. So the reason things are functioning because everyone keeps saying the system's broke. No, the system's not broke. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Absolutely. 
So you're saying it's not a trend? No, it's not a trend. And that's I, I made a post about it because I was so angry because I was like, people are just using this as like, okay, yay, woo, I support it. Like, no, this is going to keep going until we see actual change, until we see things getting better. And until then, we're still going to keep going. We're passionate about this. Like Naomi said, we're the generation of change, and we don't back down until we get what we want. So we'll keep doing it. Okay. So with that said, um, what do you want as a black, young girl? What do you want from America? I want to be free and free has mm. many things surrounded. Everybody has their own definition of what free actually means. And free for me is I have an equal chance as a person next to me that doesn't look like me. I mm. can go to the, to quick trip, like you said, and not be worried that you're going to stereotype me. I don't have to worry about what you're thinking in your head when you see me. I don't have to be worried mm. that one day if i'm in the courtroom fighting for somebody you're not going to think i'm biased just because i'm black but mm. that i want justice and you know that's so interesting i had a white <clears throat> friend we're no longer friends when obama president obama was um running she didn't know which way i was going to vote her comment to me was are you voting for obama because he's black well, don't ever come for me unless I summons you. Because my response was, are you vote are you not voting for him because he's black? Because she didn't know what affiliation I had, what I even thought about him. Her assumption was mm -hmm. that I was voting for President Obama because he was black. Ma'am, I'm trying to tell you, don't let this smile fool you. <laughs> don't let it fool you. Um, let's talk about it. What should you tell? So we, we talked about what we should tell, um, parents. Mm -hmm. We talked about what we should tell your white friends. What should we tell black parents? How do we encourage them? Um, I would say don't try and put out our fire because we are going, we have so much boldness. We have so much power and fire within us. And yes, guide us because we don't know everything. We haven't been through everything. Guide us, but don't dim us. Because yeah, don't minimize us. Yes. Okay. Because we are going to change things and we want to change things. So don't make it, don't make your child seem bad or seem like they're doing too much or that they're just aggressive, that they're angry, that they just need to accept things the way they are, just like you've accepted them let them discover and choose what they want their future to be and with that um when i said don't minimize don't think that we haven't experienced racism ourselves mm -hmm. it may not be on a bigger scale that you think it is but on our scale we have experienced it every day or some type of way every um black person i feel like has a racist wound that they've gone through mm. and that needs to heal you said a racist wound. Now that that can speak right there. That can speak right there. Um, wow, that was deep. That was deep. I was looking at my next question, but that hit because that is so true. That is, and I don't care how great your life was because I did have a great life. Mm -hmm. I did have a wonderful life. And I, I'm very proud to be from Tonganoxie, you know, I am extremely proud, but listen, I got some wounds, mm -hmm. huh? I, I have some wounds, you know, and so um, that, that right there needs to be hashtag. Um, I was going to wait till the end and I'm going to wait till the end on that. I'm not going to talk about it. How do you keep kids this is back to talking to the parents mm -hmm. how do you help balance all the information you know everything is 
is going on and it can be heavy. I know for you, it's not as heavy because <laughs> as a civil rights attorney, you are like, listen, let, let me go now. Let me go now. But to like, she made us um, watch some heavy um, documentaries mm -hmm. and different things like that. And I was like, can you, can I, can I watch a comedy in between? Cause this is a lot to process bombarding me, but how do you suggest? Because if you turn on your Facebook, if you turn on your Twitter or your IG account, there's something, what would you recommend to parents to help? safeguard their kids not to have overload yes be informed but not um, karen hannah said we all have wounds from racism yes ma'am yes ma'am um i would say take a break from social media every okay. once in a while but i do think that you still need to be on it still do your research because you don't want to become lax and okay. then make this just a trend you being bombarded with these things is gonna it's on purpose yes it's going to make you want to change and make you want to end this and if you stop learning and researching and seeing these things then it's we're going to go back to it being a trend being just the norm and we don't want that so take your breaks when you need to but don't keep it a break okay and so um i agree with that but then also and this is for more i would say black people because this is our everyday lives so we yes we don't know everything but we do know some and so it's like even more it's like okay like and it's just re-seeing videos and everything and like your mind starts to wonder so you have to take care of your mental health mm. so do things like maybe go listen to some music that's um, good go go outside like just Take a breath of fresh air. Get just, some vitamin D. Yes, just get yourself. Because <laughs> I make them. Yeah. 15 minutes. I need you out there. I need you outside. <laughs> yeah, so you just have to take a break. Like, I even have to stop watching documentaries because yeah. I can keep going. Yeah, each one. Yeah. But I had to take a break. Like, okay, yes, let's watch that comedy. Let's, let's, let me go talk to my sister about something that doesn't have to do with this. Just so you're not every day. This is, we have to, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Yes, it does matter, but my mental health also matters. Say what you said again, because I just want that to resonate. No, 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 because people are joining. You said we all have what? Racist wounds. I want you to understand what that means. My black people, my white people. This is what we are dealing with. This 16-year-old said, Mom, we all have racist wounds. Come on. That's heavy. That's strong. That is strong. Um, I'm sorry. That just hit me. That Wait a minute. What do they say? That hit different. Oh, my gosh. Right? Am I, am I cool now? If you want to be. I'll let you Whatever have that. Your it's your podcast. I'll let you have that. Dad took it over last <laughs> week. It was called Insights with Olivier last week. And actually, if you did not watch it, you can actually watch my um, last week's podcast with Olivier. He knocks some knowledge because one of the things, yes, let's protest. Let's vote. Let's buy black. Let's educate our white sisters and brothers. But the one thing you better do is get that mighty dollar. We have to financially make those changes. Mm -hmm. That's what needs to take place. Because when I'm in a particular position, then I can do some things, right? Mm -hmm. I know our pastor preaches a lot about ownership. Mm -hmm. We need to own things. If this is the time mm -hmm. to start owning, that's also going to bring about change. That's also going to break, replace the system that was designed not for you and I, but for our white sisters and brothers. And so we definitely want to um, to make that change. And so um, I'm going to actually have Olivier, your your dad, back on again to really elaborate because I think sometimes we're missing that piece of 
financial freedom and financial position because that is going to also, you know, they talk about all the rioting and the looting, but if we look back in our history books, not our history books, but the history we found out that is true, the KKK have been looting for years. And what happened on Black Wall Street? And Black down. Wall Street got burnt down. Why? Because they were mad at us. Boston Tea Party. Um, the Boston Tea Party. So started. I think we have to understand, you know, and that's why it's so important to educate because you got, you know, I have a group of people that are, you know, inboxing me talking about it's not right to loot and to riot. Mm. Let me help you with that. Let's go back to the history and let's see where this generated from first. And when you point the finger there, then we can talk about everything else. But again, we're not on the same playing field because most of my white friends that DM me had no clue about um, Black Wall Street and how it was destroyed because we were making it we were powerful and i ask and i recommend that everyone reads the willie lynch letter lynch yeah him you study black wall street i mean there's so many things that um we've educated ourselves over the years just because my husband's a history buff my pastor's a history buff so we've always just been informed um, but this is the time to get that type of information, right? Mm -hmm. Are y'all laughing at me? But I also feel like since you were saying, you know, people are complaining about the looting, the rioting, Leah called it a racist road, right? When someone is hurt in a hospital and they're recovering and they're, you know, trying to get over and heal their wound, yeah. nobody tells them the time limit that they need to take to heal. Okay, come on. So I don't don't tell us the time limit that we need to take to heal our racist wounds. Leah said it earlier that we were grieving. You don't mm -hmm. tell people how long they need to grieve. You don't tell people mm -hmm. how to grieve. So don't tell us how we need to go about mm -hmm. grieving and healing. Yeah, and with that grieving, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Aubrey, like they're they're our family. We're all connected. I I truly believe black people are all connected. Because when you see those memes, we like we all grew up like the same way. And yes, we're all different. We're all look different. We're all unique. But we're connected. Okay. And so we're grieving. Like George Floyd, that, that was like our brother. That was our Listen. uncle. Listen. Okay? So Listen. it hurts us. Because it's like, okay, who, who could that be to me? Mm. And so right now we're grieving. And the first stage of grieving is anger. Mm. So that's what we're all right now. We're angry. And you say people take out their anger different ways. People punch walls. People go on a jog. Like you, people have their different ways. And so if you see, we can't go on a jog. So we're, we're gonna have to do something else. We, we can't jog since right now. Since you won't let us jog, we since you won't jog. let us kneel, so we're we're gonna have to do it our way. And you're just gonna have to accept that because you won't accept anything else. But and you I, pay attention to don't it. tell how. Don't tell people who are oppressed how to cope. Because we're still fighting this fight 400 plus years later. And um, that was a question that was given to my husband last last week. Um, someone asked, it, how does he feel about what's the football player's name? Kaepernick. Kaepernick kneeling. And, you know, Olivier said, you can never tell a, an oppressed person how to deal never and so i hope that you all received something got got some great information um i know that i posted on my um thread some books to read i've inboxed people who've asked me for documentaries and movies to watch to educate themselves as adults as um actual um educators and also their kids and so if you want that information please inbox me text me email me latrice at latricekabuya.com um 
any information. I know that um, you guys have information that you can give. If you guys DM me, I can give them the information, things that the kids can read and um, kid friendly or age appropriate um, books as well as movies. Now, here's the thing that you also have to understand was that thank you karen i love karen i love karen, karen hannah don't you just love her love there's just karen. something about her man um it's not pretty so i think um sometimes when people actually ask me to provide um documentaries books movies information they want pretty it's not pretty. Racism is not pretty. I can't give it to you pretty. I know that I can massage words and I can make you feel good and I can encourage and motivate. That's what I'm called to do. That's part of my purpose. That is who I am. You can never take that from me, but I can't make racism pretty. It's not. Never and, and, it, and it's not comfortable. You gotta have those conversations and it is okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable because when you're uncomfortable, you're more willing to change. You're more willing to make that adjustment. You know, I heard one of my um, brothers talk about how um, there was some conversation about, let's not say white privilege, even if it's white privilege. This was um, a white gentleman who's very respectful, nice, but he was like, I just don't feel comfortable saying white privilege. I know I have it, but I just don't feel comfortable. And my black brother said, that's the point. <laughs> you should feel uncomfortable. We're not making this pretty. Racism isn't pretty. It wasn't pretty for us. Isn't pretty for us. Us delivering this information and this education can't be pretty. Um, but it, but it's necessary to talk about it, to conversate, to give you the information, you know, needed. And the thing about it is I'm okay that you don't know. I've told people on different podcasts that I've been guests on. I just want you woke and I want you doing I want you to take your platform and make changes. I want to educate you as much as I can. And I think it's very important that um, as God has given me a platform for so many different things, for self-esteem, for mental health, for families, for marriages, um, race is another, another topic that I have to bring to the forefront. Um, and I'm not scared. How do y'all say it? Scared? I ain't scared. We, I may not be Generation Z. What am I? ABC? What are, I don't know what generation. Whatever 46 is. 7. 47 is. Don't I, I don't even know. But I tell you what, I'm not that. I'm not scared. I'll tell you. You're I'm not, not I'm not. Thank you, Nicole. She said, great point on view. Great point of view, girls. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Um, I want to end with insight, which, of course, this is what I do at the end of any of my episodes. We give a last insight on the topic that we discuss. I just want to make sure that we've really covered it. We've educated our parents that they do need to talk. They need they they can't hide this. They need to conversation conversate um, with their children. They need to educate themselves. And as they educate themselves, then they educate their families that they need to explain to their children what they stand for and that they are allies for the black community. And it is okay. It is absolutely okay. And if you don't understand something or you need information that you get it, that it is okay to ask, hey, I don't understand this, or I don't know this, or what's this? And that's okay. We're we're okay with informing and educating. You can't be silent. No. Silence is agreement. There's a line drawn in the sand. And you, you have you have to 
I've lost some friends over the past couple of years. One, because I'm not going to um, argue or debate over my life as a black person. I'm never going to do that. I don't have to. I'm living it. And I don't need you to, to um, you don't have to go through what I go through, but you do have to support. You do have to stand for what's right. You do have to stand for righteousness, holiness, right? A God of love. He loves everyone, right? Loves everyone. Um, last, um, you've talked, so we've talked to the white parents to educate and communicate and stand as ally. We've talked to the black parents to continue to have those di dialogues to educate, especially on wealth and position and ownership. Um, that's very important to get educated um, because that's also going to bring about change. When you hit that pocketbook, that's going to bring some changes. I'm not very impressed with all the companies that are making a statement that's noble and nice. But listen, you know, the pocketbook books about to be affected. That coin is about to change hands. And so I need to see I need to see that and more. Um, we've talked about your experiences personally in your young lives as a black Congolese individual right um the last people i want to talk to and this is the insight and i'm not going to even give an insight um thank you auntie tara um, love you too. we love you um we're going to talk to the black i don't even want to cry but i feel like i have an ugly cry coming man <laughs> I don't feel like crying right now, but I'm finna cry, I think. And yes, I said finna. My family's from the South. We say finna. But I want you to talk to that black girl. And that black boy. I want you to encourage them. I want you to speak life into them one of the things that we have to guard our hearts is um holding unforgiveness yes. and becoming so angry that it eats us alive we can't do that um yeah and so go ahead um i would say to you um black girls black Kings, um, you're beautiful, you're amazing. Not only do you matter, but you are worthy, you are valued, you are appreciated. Stay strong, because we are gonna change things. We're not gonna keep living the way that we have been living. There is gonna be no norm, because everyone has their own. So stay strong. Um, it's not easy, and being black isn't for the weak. That's all I say. Because that's what I posted. My first thank you on Daphne. But um yeah, being black in America is not for the weak, but also like kings and queens. I don't care how old you are, how good you think you got it, how bad you think you got it. We are all in this together at the end of the day. Like I said, we all have racist wounds, but this is not the end. This is not going to stop here. Well, racism is going to stop here, but our lives are not going to stop here. We still have more to go. We're going to change the world. And so keep following your dreams. Don't let anyone tell you to stop because of your color, because of what your features, because of your gender. Because you got this. Female, go, go ahead. Be the president. Make that history because you write your own history. And that, that's all you need to know. Wow. Wow. I am so proud of both of you. I'm proud of you. You're proud of me? Yeah, okay. Let me tell you about these two. Let me tell you about all five of my girls. They're the boss of me. They're grown. All of them. 
um, thank you all for listening, watching. I pray you got something out of it. I pray you understand and hear our hearts. We love everyone. Um, we love everyone. But just like I was asked um, why Black Lives Matter and not why all lives matter. Until Black lives are valued, then that statement is it true, all lives matter. Until Black lives are valued and loved and respected and honored, then all lives don't matter. Once Black lives matter, then all lives matter. When there's a house on fire, when the fire department comes, they're gonna to tend to that house that's on fire. They're not gonna to tend to all the houses because they're not on fire. Our black lives are on fire right now. So that's why my white sisters and brothers, you can't stay silent. This is not the time. You can make a difference. You, yes you, can make a change. You don't have to understand it all and it's okay, but you can stand for what's right. You can stand for those people you say you love that don't look like you. Stand for them, stand for righteousness, stand for equality. Yeah, one day I pray all lives matter, but right now for the Kabuyas, black lives matter. We love you. We thank you for listening. We pray something has changed and sparked something on the inside of you that will push you to not, like they said, make this a trend, but make this history, right? Until next time on Insights with Latrice, where we talk about real life, we talk about real you, right? And we talk real good. Real good. What? Real good. Ain't no other way. Period. Am I cool now? Anyway, we'll see you guys on Thursday. <laughs> Bye.